The following program is paid for by Edge Construction and does not reflect the views or opinions of Good Karma Brands or ESPN Madison. Now that we've hammered that out, let's get to work. From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, this is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Here's Jim Rutledge. Welcome into the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. You can listen back to the show anywhere that you get podcasts. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncoming.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And today we are talking about uh, tips to know before remodeling your bathroom. And Mike, uh, before we get into that, though, I wanted to talk a little bit about... Um, I think people in the news and all that kind of stuff see, um, you know, as far as, you know, are you able to get materials? How's, how's everything being affected as far as, like, if someone wants to give you a call, have you kind of, are you kind of changing how you're kind of giving people timelines and, and things like that? Just so people are aware that uh, if they are looking for something that they, things could be accelerated or could be longer. Or, and people are probably wondering some of these questions about how it's affecting the remodeling business. Really, it hasn't affected anything. No, it, it has. <laughs> <laughs> it's affected everything. It's, like, made uh, made our job. I think, I'm, I'm sure we're not the only industry that is struggling with getting the things they need to complete the job that they're supposed to do. But uh, Lumber started making the news, boy, like last fall. Um, uh Last 2020 March, uh, two by four, normal two by four, a couple bucks. I think we're paying two dollars and eight cents actually because I looked it up. Um, and now we're we're over ten bucks, eleven bucks, sometimes twelve bucks. Um, we we need two by fours, Jim, to build stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that that's one th- that's one thing. Um, uh, the electrical supplies uh, went up, and for a long time over this past year, we complained about the price. Well, lumber kept going up. Uh, electrical supplies went up. Um, drywall, drywall mud, all, all these things that we never had to worry about before, all of a sudden are are in play. And I don't know exactly. I know some of the reasons, or the, some of the backstory that I'm hearing is problems in manufacturing, and a lot of things were affected by COVID, and some of that, some key components to these things are coming from China. We know that now, unfortunately. And uh, um, solar soul over there, I guess we need to get it back. But um, hopefully some of this supply chain stuff gets fixed. Like for us, it means that we bought, and I and I'm I'm gonna get yelled at because it's like buying toilet paper, right? Um, <laughs> but we bought. We're an electrical contractor, and we our supplier said, "Hey, uh, last December." I'll say I think it's more likely you're gonna get through the amount of lumber. <laughs> I feel like people still have toilet paper from last March <laughs> with the amount that they are buying at one point. We are actually gonna use the, the lumber, yeah. Uh, but our, our our electrical supplier last last December said, "Man, there's we think there's a storm coming. Um, we're, we stock up, please." And we did, thank goodness. And so that's helped us a lot. Um, so part of the issue now is I think manufacturing is trying to ramp up, but uh, the word we're hearing is some of the national builders are basically going around and raiding supply, and they're just they're just locking up. Um, they're the ones buying all the toilet paper, so they're they're locking up the supply. So it's, I I'm not sure when it's going to straighten out. I'm there's inklings, and we're hearing little whispers of maybe later this summer, things are going to start going the other way. It hasn't stopped anything, by the way, for us. Uh, I think we're going to have one of the better years we've ever had. Um, 
but it's made it more work. It's more of a struggle. We're having to stock more things. We're having to put more things in our warehouse. And um, instead of getting cabinets in three weeks, sometimes it's 12 weeks, sometimes it's eight weeks. It's uh, What I'm getting at is things are less predictable, yeah. right? So it used to be we could go, we'll set a, a schedule. We'll have a little bit of extra time, but not much. All the materials were really predictable. We knew what the prices were going to be. And then all of a sudden this stuff happened, and, and I, I I don't know. I It seems strange to me that we're going to be dealing with supply issues for probably another year or two, but that's kind of what it's looking like. So for the consumer part of it, you know, they're listening, what's in it for me? <laughs> what should they, what, what advice do you, you give them as far as uh, getting something set with you or uh, or any of that kind of stuff as far as working with you guys, any sort of tips? Well, so on the remodeling side, uh, we're we're a lot, and we're doing a kitchen remodel. It's just not as affected. We might be buying thirty-two by fours, not a thousand two by fours. You know, like if we're building a house, Um, if we're same for sheets of drywall and insulation and all these other things. The electrical supplies we have we have tied up. um, So, but it does take more planning. So. if if uh, a, a year or two ago we'd spend two months in design and writing a contract, now we're going okay. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to put a little more time in there, um, even after contract before we start to make sure we can get the things in our hands before we start, so that we're, we're limiting some downtime. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so, that's what I was trying to get at of like right. just trying to in that design process or in your head like setting those timelines. I mean, I've I've said forever, our Kohler's are starting point on plumbing fixtures and now we're basically ordering those at contract to make sure that the option that uh, a homeowner wants is available and we can get it you know let's, so let's get it in our hands so we don't have to worry about it um everything from bath i mean i don't know we probably have 20 bath fans in our back shop because you know it's just been harder to get them at the lead times are longer and we don't want to be sitting without one something like that can hold up a job for quite a while so um the windows seem to be doing a little better, a little more predictable than they were six months ago, at least on our end. Uh, so we're happy about that. Uh, that sometimes gets affected on a smaller remodel. Um, our bigger remodels, yeah, there's been some problems because uh, sometimes these bigger additions, or even we build a couple houses, we got uh, one digging in a month or so, that we can't we can hold lumber prices our suppliers are saying they'll give us a price that's good for six days <laughs> that, that is not cool i mean because we're, how long was it was it in the past oh yeah months like we would we would um get a, we'd put it out to bid once we had the the plan ready um we generally weren't starting for two or three months and uh, the price would be fine <laughs> so i i understand they're they're not they're not able to do it so now right. now we're going okay um let's get it all figured out let's get it priced uh make sure this is going to happen uh some of the more expensive things the engineered products meaning um like a lot of our micro lambs the beams and things we're actually taking delivery of that stuff and storing because okay they're gonna they're gonna hold their prices on that stuff for six days <laughs> that means that that you have to take delivery of this stuff so we got to yeah. get it um the two by fours, I, I and, and normal things, two by fours and plywood. It seems like we're kind of at the top. Um, it's the engineered stuff that uh, there's only a few country companies in the country that make those things. One of them had some real problems this last year, which sort of created a lot of this hassle and expense. Uh, so I, I want to make sure that we're going to be be fine with that, and, and and that does take some planning. 
So the point of that first segment was basically plan it out, make sure that the design, pro- everything in there, just understand that. Don't panic. Don't panic. Just have a plan. Uh, and really, honestly, it's it's kind of falls right into the plan uh, you guys have had forever, though, of, look, this is the design process, and then it's ordering everything, and you never have been in the business of promising a, two, a two-month or one-month remodel to begin with. So no. uh, your process has kind of stayed all the same. And at, at some points, it actually, people that work with you understand, like, your process has kind of been built in to protect against this a little bit because... You have always been. Let's let's do it. What is it? Measure measure twice, cut once. It's kind of the way you just you know do your remodeling ideas. Well, and we've never been afraid to to stock up on things because um, it it's helped us in the past. Um, we, depending on what the product is, uh, having it in house because if we I always feel just some security of having certain things in our hands because you know I don't want to I don't want to rely. I'd rather I'd rather take it and and be able to get it so if we so if we order a now some of the problem is now that all the options right so I, I mentioned Kohler um 10 15 years ago we probably sold two or three different uh sink faucets sink fixtures kitchen sink fixtures now i don't know how many options there are 20 30 100 there's a lot then now there's also uh five different color options in each one so if when manufacturing starts to have trouble, even a big company like Kohler, you might think, okay, I can get this in an antique bronze, and they we might get an email that says uh, there are none left in the country. Um, you're gonna have to. We're not going into production for this color in this fixture until next January. So let's find that out early, right? So if we if you if you're a modeler when you sign the contract, uh, like us, orders that stuff. We're going to know within a couple of days whether or not we're going to get it. It gives us time. Okay, if if it's not realistic, we're not going to get that product. Let's find something else that we can get. Uh, but yeah, and the engineered, I, I knew it was trouble a, a month ago when the, on the engineered lumber products, our our supplier said we they couldn't even get a price on things unless we order unless we were ordering. <laughs> I said, well, that's not fair. You gotta <laughs> you gotta give us a price before we order. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. But like it the- does seem to be normalizing a little bit. I okay. Know. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up. But. Right. Just price in cart is where basically <laughs> where you're at now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> but, hates that. Yeah, nobody wants to shop like that. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuig, live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You go to Facebook or, or House or Instagram to see more of their work as well. And uh, we're talking about bathroom remodels. The first segment uh, was really just about planning out during uh, a little bit different times now, but you know, still... Edge Construction has a plan, works a plan. You, as the homeowner as well, have a plan, work a plan, and the remodels can still get done uh, the way you want them done. The whole entire show will be available wherever it is you listen to your podcast. We are talking about bathroom models, and the one we want to talk about here was uh, bathroom model cost. And we've done this in the past where we've kind of talked about different types of tiers of bathroom models. And there can be a bathroom remodel where maybe it's a newer house and the floor, you know, not much needs to be done. You could probably assume that it's more cosmetic. I think we've talked about this before that maybe you had a new build and it's that builder's grade stuff in the bathroom and now you want to update it and the house isn't that old. That's probably an easier job than a, a house that might need to be changing the footprint of the bathroom or a really old house that might need changing in plumbing and, and kind of you know affects the entire house. You can kind of work through different ranges for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that style change thing. Uh, 
we're probably not going to get into that too much on the pricing because it's just like uh, it, it's such a wide range, right? If you if it's just a style change, then it's it's much different than a 1971 house that has never had an upgrade to a bath. And I'm just picking that because yeah. I just looked at one that's that we're going to be doing. I thought, wow, you know this uh, this bath really la- fifty years. <laughs> that's a lot of time on a bath. Um, in that time, I know we're going to find rot in the floor. I know we're going to f- all mechanicals behind the walls. A lot of that stuff has to get upgraded. Um, it's not like the the flipper shows where they just come in and throw a new vanity and you know tub unit in there and call it good and and you're out of there. It's just, it just needs somebody needs to get in there, rip all that crap out. Uh, but up, up, and then uh, <laughs> replace Pun subfloor. <laughs> replace subfloor and and check the insulation and, and um, if it's got outdated outdated uh, connections on the plumbing pipes and things like this. Now's your time. Okay, it's torn apart. Let's open it up. Um, almost almost nobody, unless it's just a, a slam dunk. Okay, I've got a five eight bath from nineteen seventy one. The tub still has to go on the end. The vanity has to go in the same spot. A lot of times we're looking at, okay, do, does this make sense design-wise? Are we going to move things around? Is is there anything else we can do? Um, a lot of times homeowners have good ideas. They've been uh, you know, getting on Pinterest and going on house and, and checking things online. And maybe they went to a neighbor's that had a similar house and, and did some changes. And so there might be some moving around that's on the, on the agenda. Um, some of those older houses, we know we're going to find some major problems, a lot of times structural problems, in a bath. And so that affects the cost. Um, so if I said kind of an average bath, like a main bath, like a kid's bath, uh, no frills, an average kind of price might be a $20,000 bath. And I know that's more than these guys that come in and do it in a day. But they're not digging in there and, re- you know, they're not do- going in there and digging in there and tearing everything apart and fixing subfloor and looking for rot and you're can't. basically trying to bring a bathroom to new build standards that well, I mean, it's going to last the next 50 years new, yeah right. better than new build yeah and so right so we can get a bunch of years a bunch of decades out of it not just get you by for 10 15 years so um i know that takes a little more work i know it takes a little more money but the range okay so that that one that you were talking about where a uh, new vanity and top refixture things you know, less than ten thousand dollars. Sometimes, I mean, uh, we don't do a lot of those because a lot of times people have a functional bath. They go, you know what? I'm not going to tear it apart until right. it really needs it. Um, but uh, you got the hassle of being without the money and without the bath. So, <laughs> if it doesn't need it too much, uh, occasionally we do. Yeah, occasionally we do change things up. Uh, the next one here uh, is talking about things to consider when doing uh, a remodel. Is don't make the toilet the first thing you see when you open the door, and that is. One of those things that I never necessarily thought about, but I guess in theory, both of, you know, we have a newer build, both houses, uh, I mean, both bathrooms, or at least the toilet's a little hidden. Now, these are really nice bathrooms, but I would imagine it also depends on the size of the bathroom. I mean, you can only hide a toilet if it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those old houses in Madison and you're trying to create a little space for a bathroom downstairs uh, for the guest. I think, you, I think you're going to have to see the toilet. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's just something that uh, when we have a chance... It does annoy me a little bit, and our designers, when we see a, a new build with a a bigger bath, like a true master bath, and you walk it in and you kind of get confronted with a toilet right away. It's like not ideal. Yeah. Like so, if we're designing something, we're trying to 
make it so that it's at least not the focus when you come in. We're trying to be able to focus on different things, right, but right, you yeah. would be surprised how many times it actually is kind of like uh, the only thing you see when you walk in. Yeah, so I was I, trying to think. Uh, you know what? Nope. At least they were hidden a little bit behind a, a you know a vanity, vanity, at least a little bit. So no bathroom that I uh, have been in, but I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's probably more, I guess some of it's like, you know, you get the not much design to the builder's part of it. It's like, what do you use the bathroom for? Well, it's, it's pretty high, so we'll just kind of just send the guys in the audience go. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you, what what do you do? I go to there for? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting. How much? Is, I mean, is that a lot of effort and work uh, and cost to move that toilet? Uh, it, it depends. So um, you know, we work on a lot of old houses and hopefully some newer ones because they're so much easier. But the, some of those older houses have. They don't have the the floor that they're sitting on. That's the, so. It's a, if it's an upstairs, that second that second uh, floor floor is only eight inch members in there. So you might have two by eights in there, or even two by sixes in there. And when the old plumbers would do stuff, they would just take a saw and notch out a, a big U in there and run pipe through it. So there's really some of those old baths. There's not much holding up those floors. So. Actually, moving a, a, four, a four inch, it is. It's old um, and it's thin. Great. Yes, exactly. It's a. They don't show that on TV. Right, right. Um, but I'll guarantee you, when inspectors look at it, they go, "No, you, you have to fix all that." And then, uh, 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 the pipe that you have to, the holes you have to drill for a, a plumbing in a for a toilet are four inches wide. So you've got. If you've got a two by six floor system that's five and a half inches, doesn't leave you a whole lot. So um, that you have to get it does affect design. Is my point uh, how old that house is, how that floor was framed, how can how can where can we move it, how can we move it, how much can we move it? Um, maybe it, maybe it was there for a reason. Even on a new build, you know, it's just a lot easier than put it over here. Even if it would have made more sense right. because of yeah. how it was framed. So yeah. Well, and I feel like uh, like my. My in-laws have an old farmhouse, and theirs, and they talked about just putting in the bathroom upstairs, and never did, but everything just kind of ran straight up. Like, so back then, it was just like some of those older houses, is like plumbing is just straight down. Like, yep. <laughs> so that's well, and older houses, around. they had they had less electricity. They didn't need as much. They didn't have, you know, st- all this stuff running. Um, and there really wasn't that much plumbing. You go to those smaller houses downtown, a lot of those small houses have one bath. It's right above the kitchen. Like, everything goes straight up using the same pipes. It doesn't... That you build a, a ranch house now, a two thousand square foot ranch, brand new. Some of those pipes might be running forty feet. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot different yeah. than those older houses. So, uh, gives you less options. Uh, the next thing here is, and this is more for the older builds. Uh, I don't think you call anything vintage if it's you know twenty years old. But consider leaving those vintage finishes uh, in some of uh, the old bathrooms. Well, and um, wanted to talk about that one just a little bit because I. When you have an old house, sometimes it's just not right to to take a bath and re- modernize it too much. I mean, there still needs to be a nod to the old house in there. Um, so we've had houses where people go, you know what, I love this uh, penny tile floor. It's black and white, so it's uh, very cool now. It's kind of back in the style. Can we save it? Uh, the short answer normally is no. You can't <laughs> save it. But we can recreate it. We, yeah. can, we can do this. We can tear that up redo everything, make it so it's going to last another 40 years, um, and recreate that look. So you got some nostalgia there that that matches the house. Uh, But, yeah. 
Um, there are times where we've refixtured things or try to reuse older fixtures, especially in the past when you couldn't get new fixtures that looked like that. So yeah. you probably know where I'm going. Yeah. Now, now uh, Kohler and a bunch of manufacturers have said, oh, people like this stuff. We're going to make new things that um, that will, you know, they're going to run like a brand new car, right? You don't have to have a 1965 car. You, with old brakes and old suspension, you can have this new faucet that yeah. that works great. It's all new, uh, but still looks like it fits in an old house. So that's that's where we kind of go with it in bathrooms. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. You can listen back to old shows wherever it is that you get your podcast. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, we're talking about uh, different things, tips to know before mm-hmm. remodeling your bathroom. And the next thing here is plan a lighting scheme, which I, I think is a really, a really good one. Uh, I know like in our our master bath, whenever we end up uh, trying to redo that, one of the things that we'd look forward to is putting in uh, the, the recess, or not recess lighting, the, the, the light, lighting in the ceiling. Is that what it's called? Yeah. All of a sudden, I forgot what it was. I mean, it's not really recessed. We use a, an LED fixture, yeah. but it's... But, looks looks like a recessed light. But otherwise, I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. We have one or, like, we have some lights above the sink, and then there's maybe a light to go with the, the fan. But otherwise, the, there's still corners in the bathroom that are just dark, and it doesn't matter what you do. Like, if trying to shave the left side of my face, it's hard to get light to really be able to see it, no matter what. I, even, with a, even with a window in the bathroom, it's just not conducive to having that because the only way you're going to get it is with recessed lighting. We talked about this when we started doing the show together, that lighting really is a huge part of what you guys do. Yeah, and, and lighting in a bath is pretty simple, right? It's a it's a smaller room, so it's not like you've you got ten layers of lighting there. Um, the recessed lights, so we always call it a shower can. So we put a, a a recessed fixture over the shower, an LED fixture. Um, the LED fixtures are really cool because the the whole bottom of that fixture, and I, it just looks like a can light. That's what I'm calling a fixture, but the whole bottom of that fixture is the light. So the cone spreads out really wide, so it's great for in there. You got some light. Um, I'm shaving there too, so it really works. <laughs> yeah. Um, the light you get from the fan light is not like a any normal fixture. No. It it adds, but it's not like yeah. Yeah. So um, we we just want to pay attention to how much lights in there. If some of these fixtures people are picking out for homeowners are picking out for over the sink, which we're coming out of an era where people used to put these huge obnoxious fixtures up there like eight light bulbs and scream light and that lit up the room yeah. but those are no longer in style people are it's gotten more important to homeowners to uh, what things look like right they want it to look not just function but look right some of those don't put out as much light so when we're in this design process we're saying hey maybe you should find a light fixture you work early so we can kind of get an idea how much light that thing's going to put out and if we need to supplement it you know we might need to put not just a shower cam but another recess fixture in there somewhere to sort of supplement and add to it. It's very easy to do, um, and uh, it works great in a bath. Uh, the next one here Ooh, is... Can I hit one yeah, more thing? Yeah. Um, now our, our construction guys are going to kill me, but <laughs> we're doing we're doing more um, medicine cabinets that have lights built into them also. Oh, yeah. They are a huge pain in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. Um, there we, we installed one last week or two weeks ago that was like... 80 pounds, took two guys, 
I think it was 80 pounds with the doors off. I don't know how this thing was so heavy. I mean, it's all metal, and it's got to fit in there, and it's got lights built in. But some of these lighting fixtures are pretty complicated. They have an outlet built into them that's GFI'd. You have to run separate circuits on both things. It's it's not just a, a homeowner job to install these things. But um, um, that's also another thing that seems to be adding into the equation more and more. That seems to make a lot of sense as far as why people would want to do it. But sounds a nightmare. That's actually good. I think at times you can see at the big box stores they sell those. I, would, I guess I would recommend read the box to see what that means when you have those those kind of uh, some are kind of cool. I mean, you there. just push a little spot on there and it uh, it um, puts a ring of light around. Actually, in the, it's buried in the mirror, so it's you can get an extra layer of light there. It's like that old technology where they had the TV in the mirror for a exactly. while. I guess I guess they, <laughs> yeah. maybe they took that and made it functional of having a light <laughs> instead of the the TV. Which would you rather have? Would you rather the? You know what? Now you know it's funny. We. Kind of cool to have the TV. It is, but like now with all of your phone and a tablet stuff like that, we talk about now with like uh, vehicles. It's like people try like, oh, you should put a DVD player, and they're like, why? They got little iPads. They can watch. Like, well, I gotta have this thing hanging down. I don't. I don't need it anymore. And uh, I think a lot of that stuff where it's like these little small. What do I need the TV? I got the old technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, You just don't need to do it anymore. Uh, The next thing here is understand standard bathroom dimensions. I think that has a lot to do with. uh, You've talked before about like code. Uh, of making sure, and I think part of this is universal design. To, there's a certain amount of space you need to put the things in there you want. Yeah, and so there's some things that, there's a couple key measurements that um, can hamper us sometimes uh, with what people want to do. One is the the room, if you're, if you're standing in front of your toilet and you, you find a center point, you measure 15 inches either way, that's what code says. You have to have a clear 15 inches either way. It's 30 inches total, but if it's centered on the toilet. So uh, we usually shoot for maybe 32 inches, give it, give an extra inch, um, but that's that's one that uh, has been cheated on a lot in the past in construction, and so sometimes we find that and go, you know what, if we're gonna do this right and pull permits, which we always do, um, inspector's gonna look at this and we can't do what the last guy did, and like yeah. we can't, you gotta you gotta have a little smaller vanity if things are all staying in the same spot. Um, another one where sometimes that that shower or tub is right in front of the toilet. And there are people that want to, can I get a bigger tub? Can I get a wider tub? Um, They might be at 32 inches now or 30 inches now and want to go to a 36. Well, you can, but you have to have 24 inches clear in front of your toilet. So that's that's something that uh, you need to know before you start messing around with things. Code says you got to have 24 inches clear in front of the toilet. No, put it on a spot. Why? (laughs) I don't know. They, like, part of me says, listen, um, there are some things that are written into our code that I go, you know, if it's your house and you're an adult and you want to have 22 inches in front of your toilet, yeah. what's the big deal? I'm not sure if that's a safety issue. I suppose you could make that point. Um, like when I, when I redid my kitchen, my wife said, well, I don't want all these outlets. We live in an old farmhouse, yeah. really old farmhouse. And she's like, I think all these outlets look stupid. And my <laughs> Dale, my electrician, says... Well, code says <laughs> I can't not put them in, and and I did get thinking about it. So you know, this is seems goofy. Like if if somebody wanted less outlets, you can't even do it because code says I don't know what. So what? Like if you it's your house. If right. the next person, uh, if you go to sell it, and somebody says I'm not buying it because it needs another outlet, uh, why should anybody care? But right, <laughs> you just get less for your house, I guess. Well, it was just one of those things that was kind of. <laughs> I guess I don't think you really get what's the. Couple hundred hours, have someone cop put a few more outlets in for you if you really know. wanted it. But uh, no, I agree with you. I mean, it is. One, I was just kind of curious because it is. Uh, we've talked about it before a lot of these 
codes you had you do have to when you're trying i think you've talked before about some of the trying to make a bathroom downstairs in a older house in madison and, and really barely being able to fit everything within the code well and um must you, I, there's another code that says um i think you have to have over seven feet 84 inches clear in front of the toilet and in at least 50 percent of the bathroom i think i can't remember what the the exact thing is um so i'm probably gonna get yelled at on on uh by email but <laughs> Uh, the point is, some of these older houses, there's they're upstairs and there's an angled room, and it's like, oh, geez, you know, this bath has been here for 80 years and nobody's complained about it. Um, as long as we talk to the inspectors and say, you know, we've never had an inspector say, no, I'm not going to let you keep the bath here. This is a, a the, the new code applies. But if we go in that same house and try and put it in the basement, and the the ceilings are 73 inches. Well, that's got to be a discussion between you and the inspector because, or 83 inches, sorry, not 73, uh, instead of 84. Uh, It's just things that people need to know while they're in the design process. I will say, too, um, if you can get an inspector to talk to you, um, homeowners probably have a little better luck than we do. If if you call them up and say, hey, you know, we'd really like to put a bat down here, Um, does this code apply? I've got a really old house. um, they might say, you know, listen, I'll at least at least have a discussion with you. Yeah. That's my point. This is the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin, the man. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin, on the man. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick from the Edge Construction. Jeez, I'm going to read the whole thing again. I'm just called the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Studios, so we'll <laughs> start that all over again. Ugh. All right. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jim Rutledge with Mike Tuick. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram as well to see more of their work. And uh, we're talking about things you need to know for a bathroom remodel. And one of the things on here is plan the right height for your sink. And look, I've also heard people talk about planning the right height uh, for your toilet. So I think both those things, I, I never would have known. <laughs> the toilet one, I heard my in-laws discussing it. I know I bought toilets. I just buy the one that says Kohler at the big box store, and I think I just bought a normal toilet. Uh, but otherwise, I didn't know that was a thing for, for those. But also uh, with the countertops, you can kind of talk about what goes into the thought process of ordering those. All right. So let's start off with the uh, the toilet. All right. So our, our standard has gotten to be uh, comfort heist, so it's a little bit taller. And elongated bowl, because that seems to be what people order 99% of the time. So yeah. once in a while, I'll assume that and get in trouble because somebody says, no, I don't want that. It's Or I mentioned those rules before, 24 inches in yeah. front of a – sometimes not room for that elongated bowl, so then we've got to find something that that um, has less impact you know, size-wise. Um, I, for older people, you mentioned universal design before. You got less. Let's see. You don't have to go down as far. It means it's easier to get back up, right? Yep. So a lot of older people want them. Um, I don't think there's like a spring-loaded toilet. <laughs> Just kind of like Not watches yet. you out. <laughs> we could invent that, right? Yeah, there you go. Um, and on the on the countertop height thing. Um, so traditionally, countertops in in bathrooms have always been thirty inches, and then we then we had what were called the tall vanities. So tall vanities are end up with the same countertop height as your kitchen um, cabinets. So that's uh, 36 inches. And so that's another thing where it's got to be a standard because so many times now people want the tall vanities that I, we 
we sometimes might not even ask. We just assume. But I know our designers are asking. Maybe I'm just the one that's assuming. But um, it seems like that's just got me a thing where most people want it. Um, again, my this is one where my wife went, hey, why'd you do that for? Because we got grandkids, and now it's a little taller to reach, so they had to stand on a stool or something. But I just went... I'm 6'3", so I I wanted a taller vanity, and I didn't think of anybody else, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes we do that. Yeah, yeah. Kids grow. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they, they should struggle when they're young, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that, that part, it's just a little thing, but um, do, you, do you guys have taller vanities? Do you have taller vanities at least in your master? I think so. I mean, yeah, it's about, it's about like, I think. Maybe like, it's not that important. You don't above even my, know. It's at my waist. Uh, you know, like, it seems pretty, pretty standard, but. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here. You know, the girls might be a little smaller than, than ours if I, I think about it. So it's one of those things now I'm curious to see what it's at uh, and when I get home. One of the things that I just got to ask you on this one, doesn't, I don't know who would put this in, but it says here, consider a tiny tub. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I guess you really need a tub, like if you have like little kids or whatever. But the complaint that I've you know heard my wife say about tubs in general, now this one we have a she doesn't like the jets in the tub, but uh, it's a long <laughs> tub, so she at least likes that part of it where you can just clearly like lay completely down and be covered by the water. Uh, that's not, I mean, at times there's other bathrooms where like even her in there, who she's uh, much shorter than I am, like she's got her knees are sticking up. You can't actually yeah. sit in there. So a tiny tub sounds miserable, but is that well, something okay. people do? <laughs> you got to put this in perspective. So like the freestanding tubs is what we're really talking yeah. about. Um, so you can get the freestanding tubs and they tend to be much deeper. So the you can get freestanding tubs now that are four feet, five feet, six feet, I don't know, maybe even bigger. Um, the idea is if you're really like that, if you like being in a tub, like using a tub, you don't have room for a six-foot tub, there are other sizes. Oh, so it's deeper. Yeah. So it's, tiny is probably like a, how about a little smaller, but yeah. it's deeper, right? Yeah, yeah. So it still would be much better. Even a four-foot tub that's deeper would be better than the the standard just fiberglass tub shower unit. Yes. Because those things are like oh, yeah. 16 inches deep. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right. no, that, so. that that does a better job of describing. Because I'm just picturing one where it's like, well, what is this for washing children? That's it? Because well, what's the point of it? Uh, uh, we'll wrap up here with the idea of splurge, or excuse me, pick the right vanity, but also the next thing here behind it is saying splurge on a few high-end materials. It probably does kind of overlap there as far as splurging on the vanity, but also getting high-end materials overall. Yeah, and, and so vanities are kind of... Well, a lot of times we're we're a lot. Every vanity that we carry is nice. I mean, they're 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 like the new car, right? They're they're all nice. Um, they're all quality construction. There's there's levels you can go um, if you want to if you want to fancy it up. If you want to take some chances on design, maybe with some color and things like that. I noticed some of our homeowners are doing that. That's a place to do it because you you're not buying a whole kitchen full of cabinets. You're buying one cabinet or two cabinets. Um, we're we're always looking for more storage we're always that that's one thing that homeowners bring up to us well i want to i want it to look nice but i still want to be able to store a lot of stuff i want to yeah, yeah. We, we know that too and we want to make sure you have enough storage we're trying to figure figure inventive ways to do those kinds of things too so it's i guess the 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 point is i'm, I'm noticing a lot of vanities and even some fixture sets sets at the uh, big box stores some of those are made pretty well i think they work best in small bathrooms if you've got a really small space you might be able to find something that fits the bill there 
We rarely have somebody do that. Normally, we're trying to find a, a, a kind of a normal vanity. We have a great selection of that that stuff, um, and uh, many different door styles and every color under the sun and things like that. So it's easy to find. It's, I think the point is just put a little time and thought in your vanity. It's it's a big part of the design in the bathroom. And then uh, we talked about the high end materials. You could, I guess, we never really got a chance to you know talk about the actual shower part of it, which would be another opportunity. We've got a couple minutes here of. Uh, whether that's tile um, and, and different types of, I would imagine, hardware, the faucets, things like that in the shower can kind of add to that. They can add a little bit. I, I think mostly it's tile, glass, uh, maybe that freestanding tub we're talking about. Those are the splurges that people mostly make. Um, we have, are you, have you seen where they have the, the regular shower head and control and then a, a, a handheld on a rail, we call it? Yeah, yeah. That. That used to be a splurge, and now I think it's in more than 50% of our baths, so it's just yeah. getting to be this kind of thing that everybody wants. It is super nice, by the way, uh, be able to hose down everything from uh, the kids to the dog right, yeah. in there. Yeah, I put one down, a cheap one down in the, the base, the, the fourth bathroom downstairs where it's just one second hose the dog off. Like, nobody uses that shower. I'm like, this is well, the dog's going to use it now. Yeah, right. It's a dog shower. Yeah, don't listen if a... It's, not, it's a long way before it'll become the in-law suite, so uh, they, then we'll just we'll pretend we never used it for the dog. Exactly. Um, the tile thing, I, generally our, our designers, our girls are so good at finding... Uh, the cool stuff uh, that's also not expensive. So we have a ton of great tile in our showroom right now. That's uh, five dollar foot, which is pretty reasonable, uh, and and it's great designs. It fits into designs really well. Um, we have had people pick out fifty dollar foot stuff occasionally. Uh, you could we talked about material shortages and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Can you imagine what it's like to get that <laughs> stuff right now? Um, Got to make it in Italy and send it over on a boat um, or on a plane or something. But uh, generally, we're we're not struggling there. It's more that the upgrade is more in doing the tile shower versus what kind of tile you're putting it in. Um, another splurge might be heated floors. That is one of the greatest things ever, by the way. <laughs> uh, I don't have it in my bathroom, but um, um, we've installed a bunch of them. We install them underneath tile, mortar them in. Uh, they it's low voltage wire uses hardly any electricity and you can set it up with a programmable thermostat so if you get up at six you can have that turn on at five thirty. so you're walking into your bath in wisconsin by the way yeah, yeah. and uh, it's floors warm it's really really nice well this has been the edge construction home remodeling show 100.5 espn the espn app and wisconsin on the man